Welcome to the Witchy Work Wishes podcast, a place to find your weekly inspiration for bringing your personal witchcraft practice into your business, work, and office. Welcome to Witchy Work Wishes. I am your host, Charlene, and today you are joining me for episode number 29, which is part uh, two of a three-part Crow and Raven magic series. Yay! I'm having so much fun with this one. So in this episode, Annika and I are diving deep into actually working with the crows and ravens and the amazing magical energy they bring. So I always like to start uh, with three things I did over the weekend to help with my witchcraft practice. But again, I'm going to keep it pretty quick and brief so we can get right into the main topic. So I have a bunch of energy right now. There is a pep in my step (laughs) with my practice, and I am so excited for May 1st. I am recording this over the weekend. You know, right now I am getting everything ready on my end. So on Monday morning, I am all set. What's happening on Monday morning? No, I'm so excited. It is May 1st and it's Beltane. And I'm going to be heading out each morning before work and collecting morning dewdrops in my yard. I am hoping my crows come out and help me and bring their amazing energy. I'm pretty sure my familiar crow, Love Bug, will be there, but very hopeful I have all of them chiming in to my work. So Beltane, you know, usually does fall somewhere around the 1st of May. That I think really can be anywhere between April 30th and May 5th, but most generally it's accepted as May 1st. Now for Beltane and the water element, it comes in the form of magical dew right now. Uh, Dew is said to have healing properties, and the morning mist is known to be, you know, somewhat of a veil that is used by spirits um, of the other worlds to hide in. So it is believed the fae, the fairies, and other spirits would arrive when the mist would come and would, you know, it kind of acts like a portal or gateway between those realms. So dew is a very specific property of water, you know, to work with, and it is tied to Beltane because dew water is all about beauty and healing and cleansing, uh, love and fertility, and of course, working with the Fae. I don't know about you guys, but I am feeling it. Calendar or no calendar, I can tell the thinning of the veil is happening. So my journey this week is really all about, you know, those dewdrops. It's about collecting them with some very specific energy each morning, all the way through, uh, through Friday, and then making my own nature's elixir potion. So as this airs, I will be in the midst of it. I did do a card pull over the weekend. I'm going back to my animal oracle deck and I focused on the amazing energy, you know, everything that I'm feeling right now. And I pulled the scarab beetle spirit. Now I have not seen this card before, so it's always exciting for me to get some new direction. The scarab beetle spirit says, magic works through you. In ancient Egypt, the scarab beetle was revered for the creative magic it has. The spirit reminds us that we can bring forth something extraordinary, seemingly out of thin air. The scarab beetle reminds you that the spirit has given you the gift of infinite potential. You have an ally as you fashion something new or repurpose the old, for spirit co-creates with you, channeling energy through you so that you feel replenished and vitalized as you make magic with what is at hand. Now is a great time for optimism, for you can accomplish anything you desire 
and your creative endeavors will come to fruition. Miracles, opportunities, abundance, and love will appear seemingly out of nowhere as you allow spirit to work through you and magically manifest what you need. Wow. Come on. How perfect. Like, what an amazing time to pull a card like this. I feel it. There's no doubt there's something going on right now, and it's radiating throughout me. I feel it down in my bones. <laughs> it really is validating, though, when you know things like uh, line up like this, um, as they are right now. Okay, moon this week. Well, it's almost a full moon. We are right in the heart of Beltane, and our full moon is starting on Friday. So there's a bunch of energy being generated right now. You know, the thinning of our veil is very powerful. Again, this happens only two times a year on May 1st and October 31st. So do your best to navigate through, you know, through everything that's happening. And for the moon specifically, grab that full moon energy this coming weekend and have fun. Okay, I'm going to go grab my notes and I'm going to grab my guest Annika so we can jump right into today's podcast, which is part two of our three-part series for Crow and Raven Magic. Okay, we are back, and I have Annika. Hello. I'm back. <laughs> so last week was fun. Super fun. Oh, my gosh. And we did a pretty good job of, you know, going over the general stuff for crows and ravens. Mm -hmm. And we touched base a little bit on certain deities, um, you know, that are connected to them. Odin's two ravens are probably the most notable ravens in Norse history. And then, of course, the Morrigan goddess with the Celtics. Yes. But we did cover others, um, and it sure does seem... Like, crows and ravens really are symbols in just about every culture. Mm -hmm. They are the messengers, right? And they have a deep connection to transformation and things beyond our physical realm. Yes. Today, we are getting into the fun stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was hard to go through the general just to get to this. but Okay, so for our practice, as individual as each of our crafts can be, a crow you know, may hold a very specific meaning just to you. So I think with witchcraft, generally crows come to us with messages about spiritual changes yeah. that are happening, you know, in our own personal lives and our own personal practices. Crows are a presence, and they can be noisy about it, as Definitely. we as we know. Um, maybe they come as guides, you know, to help us navigate the transformation that is about to happen, or maybe they come as support for a little period in your life that you need that, you know, extra nudge. Or maybe you're so drawn to them that they have become an integral part of your practice, you know, an ongoing presence that tie you and your craft together. However they talk with you um, and motivate you, I would say if you know, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Witches and ravens have been linked together for a very long time. Uh, not only are they connected to many, many deities... It was believed that witches could shapeshift into ravens. Mm -hmm. Either way, the long-running association is for good reason. All right, how can we work with the energy of crows and ravens? So the first one I have is crows and ravens as messengers. Yeah. So messages um, themselves, you know, can come in many different forms, shapes and sizes, and of course, energies. And if we choose to actually listen to the message, well, that's when our growth happens. So how do you know a crow is trying to give you a message? First one, are they flying right in front of you, Annika? Yes, <laughs> lately. Or are they directly crossing your path? Yeah. 
She just had this happen, so I'll let her tell her story. <laughs> yeah, so I was on my way to work a couple mornings ago, and it was pretty early, around probably 7 a.m., 6.45, and it was super misty outside and not a lot of traffic on the road, and all of a sudden this crow just flew down, hopped right in front of me in oh my, my lane, um, probably like, I don't know, 30, 40 feet away, and just stayed there until I got like five feet away and then finally hopped out of the way and flew away and that has not happened to me in a while and i was actually on my motorcycle i mean this is right stop yeah. crossing your path yep and there wasn't anything in the road for it to get there's no trash there was a couple other cars so sure he ignored those but he was like no nope, i'm gonna show myself to you right they, now they know they mm -hmm. know we're talking about them super validating <laughs> <laughs> and then i had three crows um fly by my office window in the middle of the day which Dad. i just so happened to be looking outside the window in three. And, yeah, in three. Mm. Came right by. That's a matter. I would take that as a huge sign. Yeah. I'm the first one too, but that one for sure. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, if they are flying right in front of you, mm -hmm. just like Annika, um, or they're directly crossing your path, this is a sign that they are reaching out with a message to work on yourself. This can be in the form of shadow work or whatever path, you know, that you take for your self-healing. But if crows are cutting you off and flying right across your path, they are trying to stop you in your tracks, something to startle you. That brings a message that you could be doing something that is holding you back. Hmm. Something maybe unhealthy, self-sabotaging maybe. Um, it's their message of, hey, stop. Stop and look what is happening. They're asking for something to change. And since crows and ravens are all about transformation, it is their best way to tell you something needs to change or that changes are coming. Yeah. So this one, I think in your case, they could be talking about all this, all this energy that we are talking about. Like they are oh, yeah. saying, oh my gosh, thank you. Yeah, you, you keep are it bringing, going. You're bringing change to everybody else. Okay, uh, second one, are they flying above you? So that might seem somewhat generic and normal, right? You yeah. always look up and can see crows, but if they're flying right above you, that could be a message that they're saying to like, look up, look, you know, find that higher perspective on things that we are working through. If you see them flying above, they're trying to remind us to trust in ourselves for the answer. Look up. All right. What about if crows follow you? This, this is a biggie. So if a crow follows you, they are following your energy. Mm -hmm. Of course, if you have made friends with them, you know, yeah. they're going to remember your face. But, you know, they follow you because you hold a gift. Now, that could be a psychic gift. Um, maybe you're a medium, you don't know it, but yeah. they, they are following the energy. That's yeah. what's drawing them to follow you. Which is perfect that you mentioned that because I think in general, yes, anyone can kind of like befriend a crow, sure. but it's different when they come to you. Like you said, you might not have any history with crows and then all mm -hmm. of a sudden they're the ones who are bugging you. Yeah. Um, I think they definitely see past that third dimension and they can like see another side of ourselves that we don't and yeah. that's what they're attracted to it, it's that energy i agree they can see that you have that ability yep. as well and they're just drawn to it yep okay what about if a crow attacks you well this is bad yeah <laughs> or you're under their nest that's true <laughs> this is bad um so if a crow is attacking you probably attacking you you have probably done something wrong um crows remember and not only do they remember, they tell their families about it. They tell their friends about it. They tell their little units, you know, their, their family units that they're in. They share their experiences so other family members and other crows share their knowledge. 
So if you actually have a crow dive bomb you or, you know, hit your head, it's probably time to clear the energy and remove some wrongdoing (laughs) (laughs) that's there the best you can. Um, All right. How about a crow looking right at you? So it does not mean something bad is about to happen. Crows are attracted to our energy and, you know, that uh, energy maybe that our loved ones have passed that might still be, you know, surrounding us. They are the messenger of things, you know, beyond our realm. So they might be looking right at us because of an energy that is around us. Um, Not just like our own energy that we were just talking about, but there could be like a spirit that is lingering. So if you have a connection to animals, you know, that snow white quality (laughs) that we all love, uh, crows and ravens will see it. They'll, They'll be drawn to it. Um, they are drawn to witches or, you know, people associated with magic for sure. If a crow is looking right at you, they could, they could just be, you know, interested in you and drawn to you. See that energy and that they are attracted to it. Yeah. All right. What if you don't have a bunch of interaction with crows or see them much, but all of a sudden one shows up? So this is a message. This is a message that you are going through or about to enter an awakening. Things are changing and the crow is coming right now to encourage you to embrace the change. All right, so that's some quick stuff on um, how to know if a crow is trying to give you a message. But what is the message? What do they tell us? First one is transformation. And first and foremost, this really has to be probably the biggest sign crows bring to us, right? Yeah, definitely. They are letting us know that the, you know, drama and pain... um, whatever else might be creating chaos in our lives, you know, it needs to happen to activate the big shift that we are going through. All of it's going to be working towards a higher self and an awakening on some level. Transformation, like true big transformation is usually not done quietly or peacefully for that matter. You know, to really shake things up and advance to another level, stuff happens. Yeah, I really like to think about the tower card in tarot. Mm-hmm. It's so, so horrifying when you pull it because you're like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Every- <laughs> it's happening. It's happening. <laughs> it's happening. But again, you just have to remember that it's just, it's a huge change. It's huge transformation. Even though one tower is falling, it leaves a clear foundation for something else. Absolutely. It's hard to see that when you're in the middle of it, though. Oh, yeah. And feel it. Um, I've also got that they can uh, remind us or tell us about death and endings. Again, death isn't always bad. It's hard if we're not ready to let go of something, but endings do create the avenue for a beginning. Mm -hmm. So crows and ravens really are connected to the afterlife. So for them, you know, coming when we have either maybe lost somebody who has passed away or maybe something is ending that we really didn't want to let go of. Well, crows and ravens can come to help us through it, right, with their own special messages. Death and endings can also mean reincarnation. It can mean evolution. One thing must end for the next thing to begin. I also shadow work. There is a direct connectus to the darkness of our own personal shadows and the dark feathers on the crows and ravens. They come as messengers. When we are, you know, diving into our shadow self they really do help us work through those dark parts of our lives <laughs> that need to be reconciled. Yeah, uh, Crows are problem solvers. They are very, very smart. So they remind us to be creative when working on our own personal solutions for healing, our own personal solutions for removing obstacles and things blocking our growth and success. I've also got protection. That's a big one. You know, crows and ravens bring us message of protection. And I know we've covered a couple of things on that, but I also think they are protectors. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. I really do. They, um, 
they're kind of like I always think like the military of the yards. Yeah, you have, <laughs> they keep everything in order. The they army protect. Soldiers. Yeah, they are. Yeah, and you can definitely tie that back to physically. They they protect their own. They protect their families. They protect their babies. That's right. So it's definitely in them. So the element we can work with and the energy we can work with in magic, but they are actual physical protectors. They are as physical well. protectors, which I think just makes that metaphysical part even stronger. They are. So what about, okay, I also have uh, psychic powers, mediumship, and clairvoyance. Now, can you help me with this one, Annika? What's your, what's your thoughts on crows and ravens with that? Yeah, so I kind of want to dive back to real quick the, sh- the shadow work when it comes to crows and ravens. Yeah. Since they're traveler of worlds, they can really come through for you in your darker side of magic, like you mentioned. For sure. Um, asking them to guide you specifically into your shadow realm mm-hmm. for your shadow work is something that, I've personally used, and it's, like, it's tremendous. Pow- it's powerful. Yeah, it's, it's really powerful. Everyone connects to something different when you're diving into those dark places. Um, and a lot of times you want to connect to something that's comforting. Yeah. <laughs> but It brings you that, that feeling of safety. Exactly. Yeah. And not only are crows and ravens comforting for me, mm-hmm. but just knowing all the, you know, the psychic and the clairvoyance and that that's their home field is kind of purgatory it's like that nothingness between the physical and the Mm non-physical so they're very comfortable guiding you through hard things like that i love that so and then i want to talk about a little bit like crone energy Mm -hmm. the raven and crow can easily be tied to this um you know the crone is wise it's all seeing and wisdom and prophecy again even to think about game of thrones Mm -hmm. they did it really well that raven the third eye the three-eyed raven seriously Think of it exactly like that. They mm. can help you open up that third eye. And they're just kind of, I don't know, you can imagine them just sitting there with a wise old raven beard and they're <laughs> the nothing. Deep voice. Yeah, they're like the elder of the tribe. Yeah, I love that. Um, on the contrary, they're also a very contrary spirit. So this means they, ha- I think personally, that they have they have two sides to them. Um, so on one side, they, they represent the void, a mm-hmm. trickster, a thief, and a purgatory wanderer, which also is really good for trickster and manipulation magic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, on the other side, she can also re- represent a moonless night and the sun. She is. Isn't that the, interesting? Yeah. The moon and the sun. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean. No, it's okay. <laughs> didn't <laughs> but I, I honestly do find there's some really good energy that you could draw on that. Yeah. With the moon and the sun. Again, like think about the dark moon, yeah. which Raven magic is definitely most po- potent during this time. Mm-hmm. You know, I have to say, I, I'm all about the moon stuff. I could do a whole nother five-point series on Yeah, on no, moons, seriously. I'm definitely connected to it as well. The dark moon. being a cancer. Oh, yeah. Duh. <laughs> Water sign. Moon. Yeah. But the dark moon is super powerful. Yes. Everybody likes a new moon, and most everybody knows about a full moon for sure, but that dark moon. I know. And I was actually born on, it says a new moon, but yeah, I have to do a little bit more digging because... Most of them aren't going to even say dark. Yeah, they they won't say dark, but that would be cool if I was born on Dark Moon. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so going back to why she represents the sun, she is the birth-giving light in the center of the galaxy Mm. and the black hole in the center of the universe. So right there, there's a lot to unpack. There's two sides. Is that true with everything, though? Mm -hmm. The balance of it all? There has to be. Yeah, there's always balance, even in this bird that's just like pitch black. (laughs) (laughs) You can can see the two sides in it. I love it. All right, how about crystals for crow and raven work? Well, we're going to grab our black obsidian, our black tourlamine, and uh, some jet and rubies. Now, black obsidian, this is our, you know, protective stone. Yeah. It is 
really a strong crystal for psychic protection which works perfectly with the crow energy. Yes. <laughs> Black obsidian um, is actually a volcanic stone. So it's created when you know, water and hot lava come into contact with each other. Anywhere that has active volcanoes will produce a stone. But I think for the U.S., the most well-known spot is Arizona. And you'll actually get that San Carlos Apache Reservation Stone. So if you find a Black obsidian that is called Apache Tears, I believe it specifically is coming from that, that tribe in Arizona. Interesting. So this stone is also good for help in making contact with the spirit world. Yes. So crows are excellent helpers with that one. All right, second is black tourlamine. Uh, this is a crystal and there are actually many in this family. And since black is a combination of all the colors, this stone is really known to encompass all the qualities mm -hmm. of all the tourmalines. I guess I should have worn my black tourmaline oh, necklace. I do have one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it can help us remove negative energy, and it can protect us from neg mm -hmm. negative energy, too. These are two things the crows help with as well, so it makes for a great stone and pairing work with them. All right, jet is the third one, and it actually is wood that has fossilized, and it's turned into a stone. So I do think this one has to be mined. Is that right? Do you know that? Mm -hmm. I'm not positive, though. Um, so jet is known for healing uh, grief when, you know, the people we love die. It kind of navigates us or it can navigate us through the grieving process. Since crows bridge that gap, you know, they are the messengers of things beyond our physical realm. Yeah. This makes another great pairing for working with crow and ravens. Uh, last, I've got rubies. And this is the only stone of color I pulled for crow and raven work. Of course, there can be others. Um, but the ruby really is known for protection and passion. So it's red. Um, it's got a vibrant color and it really does mimic the sun. So that powerful energy that comes with the sun um, can really do a lot of things. Um, but for this podcast and the connection to crows, I would focus on how it can protect us when working with other realms. Um, it's also good to wear at night for protection after you've done some energy work that day. And it is said to help with nightmares and any fears with them. That's actually really useful information. That I did not know okay, about rubies, which is my birthstone. <gasps> and I have never been able to find a connection or a reason ruby. to to like them because I've never really liked them, but now I do. See that this could work for you then. Yeah. I, too. Like I know that. we're both cancers. <gasps> I love that. I need to look for some ruby uh, jewelry. Some good, yeah. yeah. That's a powerful stone for sure. Yeah. All right. What about herbs for crow and raven work? So want to add another punch? Let's grab some herbs. So we have mugwort, mm. orange peel, and wormwood. Those are the three that I, that I, I, I love mugwort. Do you? Which also could, it's very similar to wormwood. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I did not grab mugwort just because it's the witch's herb. Yeah. <laughs> I know. But I mean, honestly, it, it it is one of our strongest protection herbs. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's a weed, but it does pack a lot of power to help us with evil spirits. So whenever we do some type of psychic work, we really do leave ourselves open for attack. You know, we are vulnerable. Mugwort and our crows and ravens will help us directly with protection. Which can also go back to working with Hecate. It's one of her herbs. Mm -hmm. She's that is also one of herbs. connected to ravens and crows. Yep. And just It's the full psychic punch. It, it's all right there. Dream work, too. Yep. All right. I've got uh, orange pills also. Um, right back to the power of the sun we were just talking about. You know, if you're needing that extra kick, this herb, which actually is a food-grade herb, right? We can mm -hmm. eat it. It's actually uh, it's a great one to pair with the power of crows and ravens. It would be awesome to make a wormwood or mugwort burning stick with orange peels. That would be good. 
You could twine it up into a little torch. You can even make a hack torch, pour some black wax over it. I like that. I really like that. Mm-hmm. That would be powerful. Because you're grinning. <laughs> yeah. It just comes to me. <laughs> uh, okay, what about wormwood? So this one can be tricky, right? Um, yeah. But crows can be tricky too, right? They, they, they're yeah. not as, as tricky. So I think they match. So wormwood is poisonous, but it is really good for protection magic. So I did find out it was actually banned from the in the U.S. Uh, for a long time. It's not right now, but it was for a really long time. So either way, you know, we need to be very, very careful with yeah. it. But, it, it, you know, it's known to help with pain, like the physical, you know, type of pain. Um, it can help with infections and inflammation. But on our workings, and more specifically with crow and raven magic, I would pull the energy of spirit work, mm-hmm. divination, and maybe even some hedge writing when yeah. using the wormwood. I know they, they were talking about some people think it's a hallucinogenic, but it, I, I don't think it is. Yeah. Uh, some people have that experience they with do? mugwort as well. Okay. Um, but like any, if you're using anything medicinally, mm-hmm. definitely do your research. Don't put stuff on your skin yeah. if you don't know what it is. But yeah, yeah. Be careful. Okay. Let's jump into crows and ravens and our own personal craft. I really do believe animals and people and, you know, things in general come into our life when we need them. And not everything is meant to be forever. Some things and people are, you know, are meant forever. Mm-hmm. They are. They're, they're, they're going to be by your side no matter what stage you're going through. And some are there for the slotted time that really is just needed. Some things and people linger too, right? Past when they are supposed to have already been gone. And yeah. we need to do some extra energy to remove, uh, to remove them. So some things and people you know, we wish stayed longer. And it's really painful to say goodbye, so we need some help in moving through that sorrow and loss. So crows, crows and ravens can help with tons of stuff. But for our personal craft, um, the first thing I pulled was crow feathers. I mentioned this last week, you know, but finding a crow feather is actually very rare. For me, it's very yeah. rare. Um, I have a huge family in my yard all the time, literally, day in and day out. Uh, they are always there. So I thought I would have beautiful black crow feathers at my disposal at any time. But no, <laughs> these powerful little shiny feathers are really limited to those who need to get, get a message and those who need to be protected. Yeah. So I do have some, um, but I only get them when I think they honestly do come with a message. So what does a crow feather mean? Well, just like, you know, the crows themselves, a crow feather or raven feather is all about magic. It's about protection, transformation. It's about guidance, um, resourcefulness, and adaptability. That sounds all wonderful, <laughs> but how can we use it? How, do, how can we use uh, the crow and raven feathers? Well, feathers are part of the air element, and what type of feather you use will determine the type of energy you bring, you know, and work with. So the air element is about freedom. It's about intuition and self-expression. And for our crow and raven feathers, we really can use them in spells and magic. Mm-hmm. So the first one I've got is protection and guidance. So I actually used one of my black crow feathers recently along with two black candles and a piece of string for a cord cutting spell. And it was powerful. It really was. I combined my crow tarot deck, um, which we are going to be bringing next week for the final one. Uh, I combined my crow tarot deck uh, for a card pull as well. And the message was clear. Yeah. Crystal clear. (laughs) Second, I've got healing and protection. And Anika, what do you have for that one? Protection, I it's not botched, but I have something a little quick. So mm-hmm. if we remember, um, in nature, ravens and crows, they'll mob their enemies. If they come too near their nest, 
So warding your home or business against malefactors with the spirits of warrior ravens, like mm. the Morrigan or the Valkyrie, mm. is really, really powerful. I love that. Yeah. Use them for warding. I, like, that's right. You get back, Hawk. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is my home. This is my space. I'm going to insert a quick personal story here. Yeah. So this week, I have um, some people working on my house, and they're installing an air conditioner and a whole, whole big unit. And I've got um, I've got a camera going on inside that's kind of angled at both the doors that alerts me if somebody's you know trying to get in while I'm mm-hmm. at work. So I knew I had my animals kind of put away so that they could come in and do what they needed to do. So of course I had my cameras on just to make sure. Yeah. I literally turned it on, didn't see them at all. I could hear them, you know, that they were working on on installing it. My crows out in the yard <laughs> were having a complete meltdown. Like there was, it, it sounded like somebody was attacking their yeah. personal nest. Like they were yep. just absolutely losing. And I was like. I think they're pissed. Yeah. I think they're mad that there's somebody, like there's somebody in my house and they yeah. were just like being like the military. Like they were. They oh. definitely took it upon themselves to be like, no, this is our space. No, no. <laughs> Strangers are not allowed. We don't know your face. I don't know. I don't know your and face. And they saw them entering your space. They did. They were protecting you. So I wish, I, I should have recorded it because it would have been a great little thing to insert here. Yeah. Just so people could hear how, how. How pissed they were. Pissed and chaotic it was out in my yard. It was, yeah, yeah full meltdown. I love it. So, um, okay. So. First, of course, protection and guidance, which we did. Um, you just did healing and protection, which is perfect. So what about material and spiritual realms? You know, we we can pull the energy of crossing between the material and spiritual realms with crow feathers. We have a big thinning of the veil happening right now. Beltane and May 1st are the equal opposite of Samhain. And just like October 31st, our veil is incredibly thin on May 1st. Yeah. So this is a really good time to work with our ancestors, spirits, deities, gods, goddesses, crows. Um, crows are all about the astral travel. Yeah, they are. Um, I've got transformation and guidance. So this is a big one. And more than likely, if you have a crow feather put in your path, it's a message about transformation. Of course, read into it. You'll know the energy when you when you feel it and when you see it. But Transformation, that really is, transformation and protection, I think, are their two biggest, their biggest uh, signs. Yeah. Um, I would use that exact feather for magic and gaining knowledge about your transformation. Um, You know, crows and ravens are extremely smart. And that insight into what is coming, I think you can capture that in your workings. You know, grab the energy of the feather for the message, meditate with it, do do a card pull with it. Definitely, yeah. Um, Use it, hold it, feel it, you know, and then what is your intuition saying as you're holding it? I, I do think your guidance will be given. And then, you know, what you were thinking of when you saw the feather, what are you feeling now? Take time to really listen, not only to the message, but your own internal pull. Yeah. Uh, feathers, I, I've got that we can use them as um, navigators of smoke. Mm-hmm. You know, a crow, crow or raven feather is really perfect to have on our altars. Of course, when doing, you know, fire magic, which we love. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, they bring that element of air in, though, um, and can be used to invoke change. Yeah. Since our black feathered friends are all about transformation, we really can use that energy when asking for change, you know, to bring more power to it. Yeah. And I think even using that in spell work is really great, you Mm -hmm. know, directing the smoke wherever you want. Um, A quick like side note, if you want to do something connected to like healing Mm -hmm. or sending the raven or crow energetically or physically Mm -hmm. um, to a certain person, a place, a thing to go protect or send a message for you. You can always waft the smoke from your spell with their feather in the direction you want them to go. And bringing in the air element, I mean, crows and ravens are 
they fly. They're it's all about it. Birds of the air. So there's a big one there too. I had to say I haven't tried that before, but I'm very interested in using that for something in the future. Yeah. Directing energy towards somebody. Mm-hmm. Not all my loved ones are near me right now, and I would love to send yeah. protection messages and, and energy their way, and using a black feather for that would be absolutely perfect. Definitely. And probably on their end, you know, they're like, hmm, that's weird. That crow's knocking on my window. Right. <laughs> um, I've also got feathers for making circles. Now, when we are making our circle of protection, you know, it can be super elaborate, which I don't always take the time to. If I'm doing something really big, I will do a full um, physical, you know, circle. You know, the bigger circles can be representing a ball of four elements, or we can really do a quick, more visual circle, and we can use a crow feather to kind of draw that circle of protection around yeah. us. Or, sorry, real quick. Plan B. <laughs> you can also <laughs> use, if you have crow feathers, yeah. um, I know a lot of people like to write down their manifestations or their spell work and do whatever they want with it afterwards. You can always use the tip of the crow feather mm. and dip it in ink and use that as your as your tool. I can see that being very powerful for writing out your spell and then burning it. Yeah. Your energy is moving through you down into the feather, down onto your paper. I'm going to try that one too. Yeah. I like that one too. I definitely got adding crow and raven feathers to our tools. So I do think this can be a powerful addition, you know, or can be um, by bringing that energy that we want, whether it be protection or guidance or transformation, whatever it is, if we can add a uh, crow or raven feather to our altar maybe, or attach them to our pentacle or a wand, um, whatever you want. By adding that beautiful black feather, it's gonna visually remind us and bring that energy in and add power and strength. Okay, with our personal craft, you know, crows can be a part of our dreams. They're definitely part of that astral travel. I can say I have very lucid dreams, but I've never really been visited by a crow, like specifically in my dreams. I have been woken up from them screaming at me only, you know, to find that it was still the middle of the night. So it, it had to be a dream. They yeah. weren't, it, it, they, I know that it wasn't actual crows, but crows and ravens really are good guides for this, you know, dreamlike realm. And asking for the protection when you travel to it is really a good thing to do. Yeah. And also making sure you have themed teas, which would be good. I know a lot of people... Um, you can use mugwort in a tea. I'll mm-hmm. obviously like, use a little at a time because it is very powerful. <laughs> um, but, you know, sprinkling in a little bit of that into your maybe nighttime routine kind of calm you down. And mm-hmm. if you're seeking to lucid dream or astral travel and have the raven or crow at your side, I think that's a really good one. Or making your own dream wheels with crow or raven artifacts like, you know, bones, feathers, absolutely, even drawings, all that stuff. I definitely have that, you know, if you, you'll see movies or pictures or mm-hmm. you might even have one yourself of um, a black crow feather attached to a dream wheel yeah. that is above your bed. And this really is to have, you know, their um, help to have prophetic dreams. Yeah. No, not all dreams will predict the future, but using our friend's black feathers to help certainly is going to add that power. Yeah. And might send, you know, hidden messages in mm-hmm. your dreams that you're going to have to pick apart afterwards. Those are so fun. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> um, okay, crows and raven and the morning dew elixir. Ooh. I am obsessed with this right now. I cannot wait. Like, it is almost May 1st. And I'll tell you, I am all about this right now. Like, yeah. I'm honestly just... Getting pumped up. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm like, I, I wish it was May 1st already. So my complete focus in the coming days is all about working with my crows in the early morning, working with the fae, and making... Um, some May 
first elixir. Okay, so the thinning of the veil happens on May 1st, and with that comes fairies. Fairies come from another world or, you know, between realms, and since that is a crow's language, it is a perfect time to combine everything for some amazing magic. Fairies live on Earth, but are not always part of, you know, the same plane or dimensions that we're on. So Beltane is a good time for offerings to the Fae when the veil is really thin like it is. And if you are looking to start working with one of them, it's an amazing time to begin with a crow's help. So first you'll want to make your own May 1st elixir. And this is known as nature's elixir. You'll need to go out early in the morning and collect dew drops from the leaves and plants in your yard. If you have a little vial or something small in your apothecary set to collect it in, great. Grab whatever works for you. Um, when you go out though, be intentional. If you have a crow feather, bring it with you. Call to the crow's energy for guidance in the misty early morning. Now, dew is said to have some healing properties and mist is known to be somewhat of a veil that is used by spirits of the other worlds to, you know, to kind of hide in. So mist will act like a portal or a gateway um, between these realms. Yeah. Hedge witches use this often as a connection for their astral travel. So for me and my upcoming workings, I am hoping my crows will come out each morning when I am collecting dewdrops. Right now, my mornings are very misty. So I know while the calendar, you know, calendar-wise, the veil is definitely thinning, I know it's happening because there's mist too. Like I, yeah. I feel it all the there's way around. There's a heavy fog every it's morning. It's happening. Mm -hmm. it's, the veil is super thin right now. So I'm going to start collecting my dewdrops on Monday, May 1st. And we'll continue each morning through Friday the 5th. And Friday the 5th begins our full moon. So then I will do something special on Saturday with the dewdrop collection to make my own personal potion Ooh. of nature's elixir. Elixir. I um, love that. Though. I know. <laughs> Even the word elixir sounds so magical. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. So I am on, I, I can barely see straight. I am so excited about this one. Uh, it definitely is something new for me. I've not done this process before, so, but I'm already feeling all the energy for it. Okay, so last on this section, I've got crows and bone magic. Yeah. Now, I have not personally done any bone magic, but I know, Annika, you have. So can you help me on this one? Yes. So personally, I have a crow's skull, which I actually processed amazing. myself, which to me just makes it more special. I know some people it's kind of hard to do and see or whatever, but um, I really... It really is beautiful. Yeah. And I, I really do believe that that crow was sitting there for me to use. I felt it in, in my bones. This yep. is this is okay for you to use, you know. This is meant for you. When you ask, yeah. I'm kind of upset I didn't keep any feathers, though. Um, but, you know, that what, what's meant to be is yeah, meant to be. Right. That wasn't the energy um, so needed, then. So I actually ended up keeping its head. I cleaned it out. Mm -hmm. It's. I took weeks um, cleaning it, bleaching it, mm -hmm. making sure it was all clean. Took about, you know, a month. And then finally when it was done, I painted it. Mm. And after painting it, I strung it on a black chain. Actually, I kind of use this as like, I don't know, my, my backup team when I'm trying <laughs> to do something super, super powerful. That's awesome. Uh, wearing it is definitely powerful. Using it, really just anything. Sometimes I'll put it on like the tip of my finger and it's mm -hmm. like a little like skull on my finger, but it, it, it just comes to me in the moment. Also, while using bones and feathers and, you know, other artifacts mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. this from the actual bird, um, this is a good time to travel. Astral travel. Mm -hmm. So again, using it in that sort of way, you can actually ask to be shapeshift into 
a crow or a raven while traveling these astral realms and especially holding an artifact like that bones or feathers is just gonna make it that much more successful that's so powerful yeah if you don't have access to things like bones mm-hmm. and feathers or if that's just not really your thing like you mentioned with uh crystals you can do mm-hmm. i saw onyx too mm-hmm. yes. onyx and obsidian or even you know you can find those little like black gem mm-hmm. obsidian crows and you can find a lot of other things that will connect you physically for sure to them Okay, so then also on that topic of astral traveling or Mm -hmm. lucid dreaming or anything Mm -hmm. like that, trying to get into that that space that is outside of your physical body. Mm -hmm. Um, As ravens and crows are messengers, just like Odin's, they travel. They travel between the worlds and gain knowledge uh, for their partners to share. This is kind of the main key when traveling astral realms and shadows and seeking your higher consciousness because they're going to go gain information for you, come back to you whatever it is that you report on what they found or what they're seeing Mm -hmm. it's kind of like your own personal little odin's ravens hugging and mugging i would never come back i find i'm gonna live here (laughs) i'm living here (laughs) i'm moving but once you build that connection with them they'll always come back to you and even personally you can have your own personal guide i've seen you know in in my own experiences a single raven or crow that i knew i knew it was the same It it was the same guide which is super super special that is also, you know, the relation to the clairvoyance, awakening mm-hmm. your third eye, unlocking mm-hmm. your psychic abilities. If this is something that you're really ready to buckle down and start that work, they'll know when you're ready. I they'll agree. definitely know. So th- I think those doors are going to be closed if you're not. And there's other things that you're going to need to work on, which the crow and the raven will also show you, like you were saying with your messages, either feathers or, you know, stop in your mm-hmm. tracks, work on this first. You're not ready yet, but they're going to know when you're ready because they can see that energy. And they might not force it upon you, but they're going to be like, yep. yeah, I, I get you're not doing what you need to do. Like, stop. Stop. I'm stopping you in your tracks. You, you're you ready for the next step. You might not think it, but I'm telling you. Yeah. Exactly. Please listen. Yeah. I think I mentioned last time, you know, definitely the about 15 years ago with the naming of my business. You know, I, yeah. I don't. It's hard to know if you're really getting a message. I mean, it's, it's, it's cute to read. Oh, you know, a crow yeah. crosses your path, but... I do think they can be giving us messages and we're just not ready to hear them. And and they know, they know, like it is time. And so I think they can maybe get a little bit more aggressive when with their messages if you're just not getting it. Yeah, and that's definitely something that I've always like stood by, especially when it came to the beginning of finding my own practice Mm -hmm. and knowing that there's a little bit like something more Mm -hmm. to everything else. There, you know, I was being shown these signs and... Like you said, the the universe doesn't stop for you. If you're not ready for it, it's still going to keep screaming at you. And whether you choose to listen to it or not or see it, be naive, oblivious to it, it's just going to get louder and it's going to get louder and it's going to get louder and then the glass is going to break. So (laughs) personally, from what I've learned, if you don't start to recognize those signs right away, once that glass breaks and, you know, it's like the loudest sign that you can get, it's not the best sign either. So I really, I like to take things. That's probably true. As I, soon as I feel the sign, as soon as I see the sign, because I know if I skip that step, it's going to go up a level. It's going to go up a level yeah. and the universe is going to force me to get where I need to be. Mm-hmm. Whether, you know, it, it hurts at that last level. I, I think that goes hand in hand with, you know, the transformation. It, it Big changes rarely happen on a nice XOXO, happy, you know, (laughs) life is good level. It's it's painful. It's dramatic. It can be aggressive and 
it jolts you out of your seat, especially if you didn't see it coming. Yeah, exactly. And when you do see it coming, I think it's really easy, especially if you identify yourself with a witch or Mm -hmm. a psychic or a medium or something like that. And you know you have this gift where you you see something and you're like, oh, this is a message. This is a message. This is a message. You know, a lot of people, oh, that's just a bunch of woo-woo shit. Like, not everything is a message, which is true. That's true. Not everything is a message, but... You also know your in, your own intuition. You know the feeling in your gut. Mm-hmm. If that's the first thing that comes into your mind, you should Listen. take it then and there because the experience is going to be a lot more gentler after that. Yeah. I think that's a trained um, habit to to start getting ourselves used to as well as stopping and listening. And it's hard. We get mm-hmm. busy. We get going with stuff. And you get in that you know, repetitive, yeah. get up, go to work. And, you know, it's, it's, it's not a rush, 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 but it almost is. It's a very full life yeah and to stop and say okay i i hear you mm-hmm. that's hard to do sometimes yeah and they'll give you that support and they will yeah they actually will i think the second the outside of the, the naming you know of my business and kind of getting into you know more, some more stuff on, on that level it definitely was after i got attacked yeah and it was for me and i know crows and ravens are big on crossroads but mm-hmm. I was at a pretty major crossroad at that point on so many different levels. But getting attacked because I was called a witch, like that, that really rocked me to my core because I wasn't calling myself a witch. I wasn't, you know, I just, I don't, I, if anything, everything I do is just so private. So so to have somebody Mm -hmm. attack me and say I need to die because I was a witch and then, and then having, you know, like love bug and those guys, like it was really like they were saying, nope you're you're okay you're on the right path you're you're not going to abandon anything we were here and you're taking it up a notch like it's you're it's time to go yeah which is why i feel like it's i see that it's probably a little bit easier to go full throttle after that kind of validation and you know once you get knocked down like that that's excuse my language that's fucking terrifying and you know we we still you know we live in 2023 where at least in america you know we, we have the constitution is there for religious right and if we want to say we're a witch we we can do that with the protection mm-hmm. of knowing you know we're not going to be locked up because of what we choose to believe right. in but that doesn't stop Stuff's everybody else i know and you know it, it sucks but and i'm healing it's you know where if this is this happened with somebody i love with all of my heart yeah. and you know to to put this into a place where we can you know move forward mm-hmm. uh, it is very much needed and Unfortunately, his his journey, you know, was spending almost two years in jail for attempted murder. Yeah. It's, you, you know, the, he, he's on his own path for, for doing stuff. But yeah, actions do not come without consequences. They don't. They don't. So. And but sometimes all of that is needed. And, and the place I'm in right now and the healing slow is it maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely have not done my shadow work. That's going to be a whole nother <laughs> segment you guys are going to help yeah. me start talking about because I keep dragging my feet. But but that's OK. It, when it comes okay. to shadow work, it's. You know you're ready because you you find that curiosity of wanting to dig deeper into yourself, even though that fear never leaves. Right. So you you could be ready, but in reality, you know you're going to find a lot of shit down there that I is going to be really, really hard to, to come through. But, you know, there's things like crows and ravens that you can ask for that guidance from, you know, all your crystals and herbs. And you have mm-hmm. the support behind you. You do. Mm-hmm. I do think I'm going to reach out to get some more... Um, immediate guidance with it too mm-hmm. from somebody who knows you know this is how we're we're going to navigate through yeah. the shadow work yeah 
but I will be, I do think the crows, uh, you know, for, for my personal space, you know, Lovebug and his whole family, yeah. <laughs> everybody, I think they are really, they're like my cheer squad. Yeah. You know, they, they just Definitely. keep reinforcing, I'm on the right path, I'm on the right path, and, you know, stay true, and, hey, it's it's time to up it now. You, yeah. You need, you need to start doing the shadow work, because this next phase will never happen until I do. Yeah, which is those, those signs. Mm-hmm. Those are the signs, whether they're from source, universe, your guides, you know, I, I believe that the, that's the messages from your guides in the universe through the crow. I agree. Through them. You know, it, it's those signs that get louder and louder and louder. And then Until there's, they're that, screaming then there's at you. that break, which even you said, you know, spending two years in, in jail, that, that could have been that person's break. Absolutely. So to reset and, and. There's two sides of the same right, coin. Yeah. It worked for you the yep. way that it was supposed to and it worked for them. Absolutely. Well, I do think, you know, for messages on a, on a back to a lighter note. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I just drug you guys Some through the depths witchy of witchy deepness. <laughs> Jeez. Um, I do think, you know, again, back to crow feathers are not as much as I think I should have just tons of them in my yard all the time. I actually got one last week before mm-hmm. we did our recording. And I know I said it before, but we, we had this huge recording and I lost it because one of the mics wasn't on and it just wasn't meant to be. Yeah. And then the night before we tried again, <laughs> I was, you know, going home and there was a crow feather right there, like right on my path. I had to walk over it to get into my door. Yeah. So I was like, okay. Yeah. I, I personally okay. don't have much crow feathers anymore. I really just only have my, my, my skull, um, which is kind of like all I need, I it's think for now. It's an amazing Like I'm really jealous. I do have a feather though. I have a hawk feather that works very well. That's got a lot of power uh, to it. Yeah. But that being said, like you said, going back to the messages and how crows and ravens can show themselves and give you messages from the afterlife and Mm -hmm. um, the spirit realm. Mm -hmm. I actually, it's not me personally, but someone close in my family had passed away and someone very close to to my mother Uh and her boyfriend. Yeah. And it was a very sudden passing. It literally happened within a weekend. She was perfectly fine on on Friday and no longer here on Monday. Um, I'm so sorry. But that being said, they have, as soon as you walk into their door, they have a huge vase stuffed to the brim of black crow feathers. Are you kidding? Every single day they find up to like three. They take it and it's, you know, I, it it's from her. cannot tell you how hard that is to have. Yeah. That's And she loved birds. Not necessarily crows, but she loved birds. And they sure. just knew deep down that's That's her sign. That's her. Here's their message. That's her saying, you Everything's know. Everything's okay. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm okay. I'm okay. Oh, my God. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So. On one hand, you know, you can get one in a blue moon. And on the other hand, you get a little glass full. I mean, that is like in your, okay, maybe you didn't hear me the first time. Here, 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 here. Exactly. That is crazy. Okay. It is really hard to find a stopping point. Yes. (laughs) You keep going. I know. Um, I really do feel like this could be a whole month's series. Yeah. Um, For now, though, we have three official segments. So. General info, which was last week's in part one. Today's a second, more in-depth episode about working with them. And then next week, we are going to wrap it up with the third and final episode on crow and raven magic, diving into the specific ways we can bring all of this amazing energy we were just talking about into our office and our corporate uh, worlds. Again, doubtful that we're going to stay within our 30-minute time slot. <laughs> There's no way we did it today. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I promise we were going to try to get close. All right. Well, I do have a poem that I personally wrote for today's episode. 
So, Annika, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for listening. Yay! This is good uh, Good magical energy today. I, yeah. I really like this topic. Obviously, we yeah, have three of them. Yeah, me too. <laughs> we definitely knew we were, we were a good match on this one. No. Uh, so I'm really excited to have you back next week um, when we talk about crows and ravens again, this time in the office. Yay! All right, I'm going to go grab my poem, and I will be right back. Well, I think my crows are actually joining me now for the poem, which is just perfect. All right, and Annika actually let me know that last week's uh, first episode with our crows and ravens was actually launched on National Crow and Raven Day. (laughs) I would love to say that I planned that, but I didn't. So we are a week late with that episode, and now I know why. It was meant to be last week. Once again, things lined up as they were supposed to. And I'm really trying to step back and acknowledge this happening when it does. To be, you know, open to the signs. They are there. That, that's for sure. But slowing down enough to hear them and, and listen, you know, like really listen, it is a tad bit harder. Uh, the more I do it, though, the, you know, the better I will become. So I have my poem. Here we go. Take my raven wings and fly to another realm beyond the sky. Sing to me your faithful song, so I may soar and dance along. Protect me from the pains to come, so I don't turn cold and numb. With blackened feathers shining bright, I'll balance both the day and night. Tell all the secrets you have known from faraway lands that you have flown. And as you do, I'll shapeshift too and mirror the sounds and flight of you. Your sacred voice calls to me and brings the magical power of three. Thought and memory turn into nine with Odin's call, my personal rhyme. I work with air and I work with fire. The elements are my true desire. I balance it all with earth and water, just like the moon's raven daughter. O messenger of magic songs, my craft is yours to dance along. Your voice I'll hear at each crossroad, as the raven's code I am bestowed. Your spiritual strength I call my own, the maiden, mother, and the crone. To another realm beyond the sky, shapeshift to you, and I will fly. Well, that is all I have for you this week. Uh, Next week on May 3rd, we will be wrapping up the three-part Crow and Raven magic series. Annika will be back with me so we can wrap all of this energy up and learn some really specific and fun ways to bring it into our office and our corporate worlds. Until then, I hope you're having a great Beltane and you are surrounded by lots and lots of flowers and flames. Enjoy the super thin veil right now and I will talk with you next week. Thank you for joining me today at Witchy Work Wishes, a place to find your weekly inspiration for bringing your personal witchcraft practice into your business, work, and office. For more information and additional content, please visit me online at witchyworkwishes.com. If you want to send me a personal note, 
please email me at info at witchyworkwishes.com. And of course, you can follow me on Instagram and Facebook. Just search for Witchy Work Wishes. <laughs>